Welcome to Ace of Shade, uncut conversations about life, love, and all that shit in between. I'm Shantis. I'm Keisha. And I am Ashley. So, hey guys, today we are going to talk about mental health. Um, It's so important to make sure that you have a peace of mind. Your mind really dictates a lot of what you do. And you'll be surprised how you can um, trick yourself out of maybe starting that new business or maybe starting that new fitness plan that you have. So, what are some of the things, um, Keisha and Shantis, you guys have to say about mental health? Um, letting go of people <laughs> who don't Absolutely. who don't mean you well. Um, that part was the hardest, or I should say, one of the hardest things. Um, especially if you've grown up with people um, for so long and you want that connection, you want to see them grow with you. Uh, it's hard to cut those people off when you realize that they're toxic or that they don't have your best interests at heart. So the first step. It's to preserving your mental health is to let those people go, whether they be your friends, Absolutely. your family, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, <laughs> all the kids. I just <laughs> <laughs> not the kids, not the kids, but everybody else can go. Yes. Can go everybody. <laughs> I've learned that too, like throughout life, like. Before, it would be like, okay, well, you know, we had good history. This person, you know, sometimes they're good. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Now, I have learned to say no <laughs> like no other. I have learned to say, mm-mm. If it's going to disturb my peace, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I don't want to be around that. I'm not going. I don't want to be around you. I'm not picking up the phone call. I'm not right, doing any right. of that. I don't owe anybody anything but myself. And that's, that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, that, I'm sure that came with a lot of uh, that, yes heartache. Yes, <laughs> there's a lot get, of pain in that. Yeah, a lot of pain. <laughs> that you get to that point it where is. you just mm-hmm. be like, no is golden, mm-hmm. and you don't you realize you don't have to um you don't owe anybody an explanation for why you said no. The shit's just no. Yep. I'm just not gonna do it. Just no. Just because I have to preserve myself, and I, I I'm a giver. And I like I pour out and I invest the energy and the time into people and I realize that you know I don't always get that back. So while I pour into other people, I don't necessarily receive the same in return. So that's very draining to always pour and been so much in my life. Yeah, and to <laughs> and to never and <laughs> so to much. never get back like even half of that. So it's just kinda like at the end of the day, you gotta Look out for yourself. But I mean, I hate to say that, but it's kind of like when it comes to your mental health and preserving that space, you have to be like, I'm going to choose me before I choose you. Mm-hmm. And and you have to get to that place. Absolutely. And then if you want to give and you want to do things, make sure you're doing it and not expecting anything else. Make sure True. that's just who you are. Yeah. And that's yeah. just what you want to do. And it has nothing to do with the other person returning that favor or ever returning right. that. Um, so that's how I feel yes. about you know what's very interesting, Keisha, something that you said about letting go of toxic people like family members. And I guess I have mixed feelings. Well, not I guess. I have mixed feelings about that. Okay. For instance, like parents. Mm. You only get one mother. Mm. You only get one father. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like they could be the worst person in the world. And they can be so toxic. And mm. you should probably let them go. 
but that's my mom. That's my dad. You know what I mean? So, so it's like, I see that so much you, with the moms. Yeah. When I look at other people in their relationship with their mom, it's like their mom can literally do anything to them, but it's their mom in their eyes. So they still see it as mom. And mom can be just as toxic as she want to be. And I see it so much in so many people. And it's like you can't really talk to that person about it because it's their mom. Yeah. That's what they see. And I mean, I think, yeah. I think we're missing screw. I think, at the end of the day, yeah, mm-hmm. this is my mother. She gave birth to me, but it, it, that doesn't make you a mother. Mm-hmm. Like, if I if I give birth and I pass away and I give my kid to one of y'all, you are my kid's mother. Mm-hmm. So you raise my kids. So just because you birthed the kid doesn't make you a mother. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, it's about was you was you giving me that nurturing that environment where you care for me? Did you? How was that upbringing? I think a lot of people had it confused with. I you can still now. Don't get me wrong. You can still be respectful. And you can still have love, but I don't have to fuck with you. (laughs) Absolutely. Like, there is a whole difference. And I mean, my it wasn't my mother or father, but I have a particular family member who basically chastised me every time they saw me about my weight. Every single time. Oh, you're too fat. You should eat that. You're going to break the chair. Like, yeah. And that's my thing. And to the point, it caused me anxiety to even be around that person. And when I got to the point, I was like, I don't like to feel like this. And and it'd be different if they had skinny kids. All their kids was fat. So at the end of the day, (laughs) I was like, wait a minute. My whole family is some thickums. So at the end of the day, what you're not going to do is shun me and not shun them. So I remove myself from Mm. that equation. I don't. Still, I call my aunts and my uncles and I tell them happy birthday. She don't get that call from me. She don't. I respect the fact that you're my aunt. So my aunt doesn't get that phone call from me as far as, you know, happy birthday. Like, I respect the fact that you're my aunt. Um, I still have love for you. But at the end of the day, I'm going to protect my energy. And if that required you to insult me every time I came over to make me feel low about myself, then, yeah, I'm not going to do that. And, like, my dad was like, oh, you didn't, you know, your aunt said she hasn't heard from you. Good. She's not going to. Like, <laughs> you're not going to hear from me just because at the end of the day, I feel like I have to fight the battles for myself like I feel like I couldn't tell my mom and dad that because at the end of the day that's my you know that was my aunt and that's their family and so it's kind of like I'm just gonna deal and I'm just gonna separate myself and I, that's what I said people don't want to do that because that's like oh that's family that's my mom that's my dad that's my grandma bump that if they cause you any turmoil then to the fact that you gotta have anxiety when you go around the ass they gotta go snip you cut like that's how I feel about any family member. And they be like, Oh, respect your elders, you know, you gotta speak, you need to call them on their birthday, just like you said. And I feel the exact same way. If I don't wanna deal with that person, if they invite me to their event and I don't wanna go, I don't care if that's family, yeah, I don't have to deal with them. Yeah. I didn't choose to be their family. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so as adults, mm-hmm. like, why are we not having a conversation with this individual? Because maybe they're not aware of what they're doing. Sometimes I think that people do have them. I'm not going to say I necessarily had that conversation. No, I'm talking about life. you in particular. Oh, you well, at that, at that <laughs> time in my life, I was I was taught from my mom and dad to be respectful to your elders, to don't talk back. So I didn't necessarily know how to defend myself verbally without being considered disrespectful. So what I knew at the time was to distance myself, which is something that we have to keep in mind too. When you have family members who distance themselves, 
people come around people they want to be around. So if they don't come around you, why are they not coming around you? So that's the conversation, like you said, that needs to be had. But at that time, I was still what I consider to be a, a young adult, a young kid. I wasn't taught how to appropriately have those conversations because in the black household, what do you talk? Not to talk back. You're not allowed mm-hmm. to kind of express. Like, if you say, that's not true, then they say, are you calling me a lie? So you're like, mm-hmm. damn, I can't call you a lie. So at that point, it's just kind of like, let me do what's best for me. And at that time, it was just to remove myself. Now, at 32, <laughs> my conversation may not have been as, you know, nice. If it were to happen at 32, my snapback would probably be, Oh, so, so you're not going to have a conversation? <laughs> um, at this point, no, because I'm I'm at peace with that, and I mean, it may not have sounded like that based off this conversation, <laughs> but no, I'm at I'm at peace because I don't hold any I don't hold any hatred towards my aunt. I I still like when we have family functions, I go to her house, I say, you know, hey, how you doing? I mingle, but I don't allow myself to kind of be alone to be ridiculed like that. Like she's one of of many, not necessarily family members, but just people, and and who have encountered in my life. It was just different when your family member. I think we always we, we probably tend to get hurt most by our family, mm-hmm. um, because you expect them to know better. Um, so I feel like they're closest to yeah, you. Yeah, that's right. the closest so to. And I feel her. like yeah, when you yeah. attack mm-hmm. me, you know my weaknesses more than anybody. So, as she's older, like she's older. So I feel like like 70, 80 older. She's in her eighties now. Uh, oh, she's not gonna be. Yeah, really and, old. and that's my thing. She wasn't gonna be receptive to her. Her generation was you were not allowed. But how do we know that we're making assumptions? assumptions. Yeah, we're so. making assumptions. But my thing is for somebody. Okay, if your kid falls or if your kid had a bad day, say your kid had a bad day at school and they came home, they didn't say anything to you. Do you know when something's bothering your kid? See, I'm different. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. Um, no, I, I, I don't know. Unless oh. I ask, I don't know if something's about I know when something is a little off, but I don't Absolutely. know. Absolutely. So, you notice. Okay, I notice when something's off. Yeah, okay. My point exactly <laughs> to this. Like, I feel like even at being in my early 20s, I didn't have to tell you you hurt my feelings. I feel like once you said your comment and my energy changed or my attitude changed then you knew exactly what it was that you said that offended me or that bothered me and if I don't come around you should know why I don't come around so that and that was the thing so I mean I don't necessarily feel like there has to be a conversation now uh, whether she would be receptive or not maybe one day in life if we have that opportunity like I said she's in her 80s so we may not but I'm cool if we don't. Like, I'm at, I'm at peace. I don't hold any hatred. That's funny because I did have a conversation. Okay, good. How did that go for you? I'm going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I mean, everything is funny. Like, when things happen when you're a kid, mm-hmm. and then you start to process it when you're an adult, mm-hmm. and like, damn, you know, you get so much more understanding mm-hmm. as you mature. But my individual toxic family member is my father. And my father was iffy in my life when I was younger. He was in and out the house. I don't really know why. I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I didn't care. So I needed, I mean, I had what I needed and that was all. But um, so when I got pregnant with my first son, because I was very, very skinny, he would be like, and I'm pregnant. He's like, oh, you fat. Mm. What you doing, fat girl? What you doing, big girl? You know, and I'm like, 
shit, I'm pregnant. The fuck? Right. Like, right. Nobody wants to hear that. You know what he want me to be like? So you know, he would, those those things would hurt my feelings. But again, I was also emotional, so whatever, I let that go. Mm-hmm. Then I moved back in with my parents with my two kids. Now I had at the time, and my soon-to-be husband. And my father would say things that were so hurtful, like, I don't know, like, your husband ain't, sh- he, no, well, he wasn't my husband yet, but um, the man in your house, he ain't doing shit, and uh, why are you with him, why do you like him, and it was nothing wrong with my fiance at the time, it just wasn't who my father was. We didn't do things the way my father wanted right, us right. to do them. Mm-hmm. So it became a problem. Mm-hmm. And he would say things that just like, well, damn, you know, I would cry to my fiance at the time. And he's like, well, man, we got to get out of here because I see you hurting now. I'm hurting. Mm-hmm. So what my father likes to drink. I think he's a borderline alcoholic or let's just call it alcoholic. Hey, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he, um, he was a Marine okay. and he was oh. a Vietnam War. Okay. Mm. So, and so he, there may be some PTSD going on. And mm. just a little bit about his upbringing. He doesn't know who his father is. So all he had was his mother. Okay. Um, and that relationship is strained. So moving forward to us. Mm-hmm. Um, so as an adult, I like to drink too. So me and my dad were drinking together. And he just had an all-out cross-session with me. Yeah. And I took the opportunity to say, hey, dad, like, you know... You push people away. There are people that are here for you, that mm-hmm. love you, mm-hmm. that want to support you, but you push them away. Um, and, and his relationship with my brothers are so strained. We talked about that. And I really felt connected to him. Mm-hmm. You know, awesome. and I really was like, oh my God, you know, the reason why he treats us so bad is because he doesn't know how to treat us. Mm-hmm. Because I look at his relationship between his parents. Right, absolutely. Okay, so let's just give this a day. This was Monday night we had this all-out cross session. Tuesday, he the same horrible nigga he was before. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? We not make any progress. We did not make any progress. <laughs> we just, you just cried out to me. And so I brought that to his attention and he was like, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. So I started to say, it's something mentally wrong with this mm-hmm. motherfucker. Like, are you, si- we just really broke a lot of barriers here. Mm-hmm. And, and you did in that moment. In that moment. And so when you say let go of toxic people, and I say I'm having a struggle with that because he's my father, I have learned to deal with him. Yeah, you accept it. For, I accept yeah. him for who he is. Do you is. still love him? I love him. Would you invest that much energy into having that same conversation? knowing that it ended the way it did um i won't have that conversation again because i've learned with my father although he doesn't show it he still feels it yeah he still i know he cares yeah absolutely he puts Mm -hmm. on the front but i try to encourage him dad why don't why don't you go get some help and his response to or you know why don't you go speak to somebody about your feelings and stuff because he cries and he tells the same thing like Oh, when I was little, this is this is this is happened to me. I said, Dad, well, it's okay to go talk to traumas. Right. Mm-hmm. He yeah. he tells me this verbatim every time. I need I don't need to talk to nobody. I need to talk to a nigga. Like I need a hole in my head. What the, what kind of sense does that make? <laughs> it doesn't. But um, that goes to show you as far as mental health and bring it into the black community. We don't acknowledge no. when there's an no, issue. We don't. 
but they nobody don't. people don't want to address their childhood traumas. His and they what don't. happens when especially you, men. Hello? <laughs> what happens like when you men. don't address your childhood traumas and you go off to be a parent, you pour that one to your kids, whether you yes. want to admit that or not. And and then they spend the rest of their life trying to correct or just go through their own personal traumas. Like people just really have to understand that just because you had this happen to you does not give you a pass to be a shitty person. Right. And that is the barrier that people have to understand. Like whether they're family or not. Right. I can understand that. Hey, you didn't know your father. You you know your upbringing was different, and vice versa. Or you may have been in your house and people called you a fat ass, and that was suitable. But if I say it by me or if I, we talk about this and you don't make any corrections and you go back the next day and do exactly what the hell I just told <laughs> you I don't like that lets me know that right then that we are not going to com- continue to communicate because you didn't get no fucks about my feelings anyway so sometimes it's beneficial to have that conversation that is your father that's somebody you probably see on the <laughs> Sometimes I have to take breaks from him. I do. See, and, and that, that's, no, that's, and that's good. That's good for your mental point. health. Yeah. You for, so, for some people out there Absolutely. who realize that, hey, my toxic person is my husband or my wife or my kid, because kids can be toxic too, then at the end of the day, it's kind of like, I can't rid of you, but you need to take your break. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Hey, how did a kid be toxic? <laughs> that is... That is a good question. A small child? <laughs> no, no, no. It doesn't have to be a small okay. child. Some of these people are still raising grown-ass kids. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So okay. if you are an older person, and like in the profession that I work in, we talked about this before, criminal justice, I cater to the kid. So there are a lot of toxic damn kids in the juvenile court system. <laughs> now, granted, they are a product of their parents. However... At the end of the day, some of them can have the best upbringing ever and still choose to do dumb things. So they, mm-hmm. that is what I consider to be toxic. Sometimes you got to take your hands off some stuff and just be like, look, I'm going to pray over you oh, and I'm okay, going to let this okay. be that. Yeah. Like, I can, I can, ha- done what you right, can I can have love for you, mm-hmm. especially if you be talking about family members. Now, other people who you may not be as connected to, once you move on, you kind of okay with that. But yeah, because I, I had a, I guess we'll call her a student um, that I was teaching that was on my dance team. And I had to let her go because, I mean, I'm not her parent. So I guess my level of authority when it comes to her was kind of minimum. I mean, she respected me, but at the end of the day, you're not my mama. You know what I mean? And so I felt like I cared for her and I wanted more for her. And she just wasn't receptive to any help or mm-hmm. nurturing I was trying yeah. to give her. So I had to let her go. And that's the that mental was, whew. Some people know they need help, but they're not ready to deal. And those are mm-hmm. type of people, too, that you have to let go of. Like, well, I, when I say let go, I don't necessarily mean depart them from your life. But, <laughs> I mean, you have to take a step back. Because I can want this for you all day. But if you don't want it, when it starts to affect me more than it affects you, then I'm going to have to kind of let you go. Like, I had a mentee and Mm. talk to her hey don't have you know don't have kids you know your mother had you at 15 it didn't wasn't the best for you i'm talking about i'm finna i can buy you condoms i can get you on some birth control no i'm good i got it she ended up pregnant and 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 then it turned into well okay just you can work with it we can work through this 
finished school. And then it turned into she dropped out of school. And then she went and had another. She had two kids by the time she was 18. And so now it's like, nobody's helping me. Nobody is going to help you because you're not helping yourself. Exactly. Like, I bought you school uniforms. I've taken you to doctor. I've done whatever you needed. And at the end of the day, I can want for you to graduate and be successful all day. But if you don't want that for yourself and it starts to affect my well-being, then I'm, can't, I'm treating you like my child. I can't claim you on my taxes. <laughs> Come on now. Right. Then I'm going to have to do what I do. I'm going to have to take a step back. So every now and then, She'll shoot a text and say, hi, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Kids good? Okay. And I have to pray over you and hope that God continues to protect you and your kids. But as far as investing, honey, I can't do that no more. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired. It get real out here. Shoot. That's true, though. <laughs> I understand that mental health, that's... that's and as black people in general, and especially black men, it's like taboo, almost. Like seeing a therapist or going to talk to somebody about your problems, it's like, oh, we don't do that. Yeah. Just suck it up. It's going to be okay. Or growing up in a black household, like things aren't going on. Like, it's okay. Don't worry about it. No, you got to be a man. You got to do this. You got to yeah. move past They're it. Not and that's something. To You're not Wait, allowed listen. to feel. <laughs> Perfect example. My <laughs> brother. I don't know what's wrong with me and my memory, but I don't remember this. But my brother told me that my brother used to call him a fat fuck. Oh, that's tragic. My brother wasn't fat, but he was a little chunky, little some, you know, just kind of cute chunky. And so I was like, um, who remembers that? You know what I'm saying? The person who was verbally abused. Exactly. Right? So exactly. I, I brought that up to my, as an adult, I brought that up to my father because my father mm -hmm. was like, you know, he just kind of downplays their relationship. Like, oh, it's whatever. And I'm like, no, there are some serious issues yeah. to why he is behaving like he is towards you, even as an adult. Yeah. I said, like, because he told me you used to call him a fat fuck back in the day. He said, Oh no, he need to just get over there. He need to be tough. Mm. Oh, so he admits it, but yeah, and I'm just like, and it's I, not a big deal. It wasn't right. a big mm. deal. And I see that happening a lot. Like, like I said, in the profession that I work in, um, just with young young boys and even men. Well, first of all, young boys grow up to be toxic men anyway. But <laughs> if you don't if you don't address those issues, then they definitely do. And it's like they are taught not to feel. And not to express any emotion, suck that up. You, you know, like you said, you're a young man. But it's like they're human at the end of the day. They're human. And if they can't talk to the person that they love, like a family member or a spouse or a girlfriend or a sister, then who who do you think they're talking to? They ain't talking to their homeboys about that shit. Absolutely not. So it just get, it gets real, like, just being able to create an environment that they feel safe to have that conversation with. Like, I dated somebody. Uh, here we go. <laughs> I dated somebody. I'm not going to call him toxic to us. I will say he probably was his own worst form of toxic just because I noticed that he dealt with some depression and I brought that to his family's attention and they gave me so many excuses. I brought it to his family's attention because he was probably more connected to them and he would have perceived it different. Cause I do this every day, so I don't want the person I date to feel like I'm, you know, counseling you. Yeah. So 
I brought it to that person who they trusted to kind of say, hey, you might want to encourage him to go talk to somebody about that. And it was just so many excuses. Oh, he'll get over it. He got to suck that up. I'm like, did you miss the part I just said your whole son is depressed? Like, <laughs> and he has been depressed for a while. Like, I Googled depression and black men and he's eight of the ten on this list. So we're not going to address that. And <laughs> the answer to that was a no. That's what they he, do. He will be okay, is what they said. And like you said, if you don't address it, your traumas, you know, what happened to you in the past, that follows you into adulthood. And so you don't know how to address what's going on with yourself. How can you go into a relationship with a woman? Mm. So those same problems that you have communicating, mm, you can't even sense. talk about how you feel. How mm -hmm. are you going to talk about how I feel, how we're feeling, what's right. going on with us? So you can't have a successful relationship. People think you can just hide your feelings and you'll be okay and you'll get over it. And they'll no. go away. They don't go away. They don't no. go away. They get They come worse. out in different parts of your right. life. I don't yeah. think they realize that when people <clears throat> embark, and it's not even just men, it's women too who are, are you know, toxic. It's just kind of like... You think that people aren't going to know that, but relationships expose everything about you if you talk to somebody long enough. Like, by the time I figured out he was depressed, we were two years in the game. <laughs> so, I mean, I had my suspicions, uh -huh. but when it clicked to me what it was, I was like, fuck, this is it. This has been it the whole time. And it was an eye-opener for me because it, it let me know that no matter what I do for you, it will never be enough because you have your own issues that you, you have to and, work out right and then i turned mm -hmm. into fixer <laughs> and it's like that didn't help but it's just kind of like relationships exposed that so if y'all ain't ready to be exposed you can't get in a relationship with nobody because even the good the bad and the ugly comes out it is all about self-reflection like do you take the time out to self-reflect do you take the time out to self-reflect yes um actually re recently i have done a lot of that because you know we we get in the habit of complaining and saying what we don't have right why why am i this way why mm -hmm. don't i have this well take a look at yourself because you'll find the answer why am I not as successful as I want to be? Why don't I have that career mm, that I want yeah. to have? Let's take a look at me. You know, mm -hmm. what are some things that I could be doing to move myself forward? Or what am I doing that's preventing me right. from moving or getting to the next level? I know, Keisha, me and you talk about this all the time. Like, what the hell? Like, what's up? <laughs> I see A, B, C, D, him and her doing all of this. Yeah. What's wrong with me? Yeah. So I really have to take the time to just reflect on what it is that I'm doing wrong or what I'm not doing, what I should be doing and going back to mental health and having a peace of mind meditating, mm -hmm. you know, just yeah. really get into yeah. that safe whole space. safe space, yeah. having, mm -hmm. you know, take time for yourself to just to think and to be at peace. And people have a lot of different ways that they, you know, relieve stress, whether it be working out, really didn't know that would be one of the ways to relieve stress, but it really does. Like you can have a horrible day. But if you go to, I don't know, a class right. after work, Absolutely. you come out of there and you're like, oh my God, I feel amazing. You know, right. whatever was bothering me, it doesn't bother me anymore. So um, I encourage you all to find whatever, I guess, avenue would be for you all to relieve right. some stress. It could be so, writing. It could be painting. It can yeah. be anything. anything. Yeah. Mine you know, is definitely writing. Take that time to get yeah. in that space mm -hmm. and reflect on yourself and you'll see changes mentally for you. So, yeah. What yes. did you do? What did I do? Yeah. Um, <laughs> is it legal? Did it get Jay. real? Jay. <laughs> it's 
it's illegal. Okay. Uh, okay. So, here we go. I didn't went on pack, but I guess we came to that point. Um, what I've done recently. Okay. Recently, I, I realized that I'm like a lot of black women and men in America have daddy issues. Mm. My issues with my father is I feel unwanted. He wasn't around and not because he couldn't get to us, um, me and my brother. He literally lived about 30 minutes away our whole lives. Oh, wow. And he raised another family. And I just mm. feels like, I feel like he just didn't want me. So then I didn't make that connection until later. Like, why well, I always want someone to want me because I always was no, wanted. Yeah. So I just made that connection. And then now with the loss of my child, the pregnancy, um, everything's just coming. Everything coming. Everything that I tried to like, I guess, hide. bury mm-hmm. and hide is coming up like all the emotions yes so what i do um i still haven't gotten back to the things that typically make me happy like going out i I do that from time to time and i paint from time to time but i haven't been doing that recently now i've been trying another avenue which is therapy that's something new for me yes therapy yes (laughs) it is okay yes (laughs) therapy Yes, um, therapy is really, really helping me. It's like a safe space to talk through everything. And then you realize some things that you didn't like talking. And then they may say, you know, have you looked at this or have you looked at that? And group therapy as well, like group um, support groups. I do that as well. Um, listening to everybody and hearing everybody else's point of view about everything. That really helps. Like really just. Like I said, those things don't go away. It's like if you say you got a wound or something and you don't heal that wound properly, it's going to be infected. <laughs> like you yeah. have to heal that properly in order to move on from that. It's always going to come back up. So now I'm currently, yeah, currently. dealing with issues. Yeah, yeah, I'm dealing with everything that has been going on one day at a time. How does that feel? It feels good. That's good. It does. It's it like does a, feel good. Ooh, ooh, like, ooh, you feel, okay. Do you feel lighter? I do. Yeah. 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 So, like, so, so many things you carry around now is feeling like, okay. I'm letting it go. I'm letting it go slowly. Yeah. And you have a better understanding that. of why things have happened. Yeah. 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 You're like, dang. Okay. I better understand that everything just is, is coming together like, okay, well, that's why this relationship was the way this was. And yeah. that's why I felt this way about this person. Isn't that like tragic? <laughs> it's scary. It is. It, it, it's it scary. Is when very. I had, like, I call, you go through different stages. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you have different people into your life for different reasons. The last person that is in my life um, was Epiphany Bay. That's what I refer to him as now. Okay. Epiphany because Bay. I had many, <laughs> yes. Okay. I had many epiphanies, meaning I, it was like, that's the same person who called me controlling. I, that I had to go through and like okay, okay that that is me but it was really um a matter of soul searching like from that a lot has happened since then it allowed me to like you said go back and address my own traumas I don't necessarily have daddy issues but for like wanting to be wanted like all the men that I wanted never wanted me mm-hmm. and then the ones that <laughs> 
did want me was because they wanted something right. from, from you. me. And I was mm-hmm. never being poured into. So it was always like this lack mentality. Like that's how I operated. Like I got to show to you that I'm the best. I'm the best. Now I'm like, fuck it. You either get that shit or you don't get it. This but is it, me. Right. But it, it, took, <laughs> it took for that relationship. Because mm-hmm. at that point in that relationship, I feel like I poured out everything. So if I poured out everything and it still wasn't enough, then it was just like, it's not, it's not them. It's not him. It's not the relationship. It's you, Keisha. Where are you that you feel like you got to constantly prove how great you are to people? And that shit didn't feel good when I was unpacking. Now, it feels great now because I know the answer to it. And it's like, (laughs) once you realize what your issues are, then you can kind of go back and really just start, okay, how do I correct that? Now, if you with me, it's a privilege to be with me. I'm not going to go out of my way. I'm not chasing nobody. That feels so good. Girl, what? You call, you call, you don't call. We ain't talking. (laughs) 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 This is how it's working. Like, my whole perspective Mm -hmm. on relationships have changed. I always try to take the back seat and not say as much because I didn't want to cause confrontation because I didn't want to yell. Now, I'm like, oh, no. Now, I'm going to be respectful about it first. I'm going to tell you how I feel. I'm going to voice what my concerns are. And you and nobody else are going to make me feel bad for saying how I feel. Because it was always, oh, we got to talk about this shit again. You damn right. You didn't get it the first damn time. We're right, going to talk about table. it. We're like, going to talk about maybe it. Maybe we shouldn't talk about it. No, we're no, we're going to talk about it. And mm-hmm. if, if you have a problem with me expressing to you what bothers me, then you ain't it, homie. That's that's, that's good that you brought that up about not being able to say how you feel and suppressing um, your feelings because you have a fear of causing confrontation. I am currently in that situation right now. Yes, I am. Um, <laughs> yes, I am. Okay. Because I just feel like, you know, peace and harmony. Like, you know, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> you know, you don't, you, you're in a nice space. But in reality, like, the thing, like you said, if you don't address it, it's going to keep following you. And it has followed me and followed me. And although I'm not causing confrontation with that person, I now have confrontation within myself. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So now my mental is affected and Absolutely. I'm walking around crazy, <laughs> depressed. I'm crying for no reason. And, and they like, doing what? The fuck? And they smiling and living their motherfucking life. Best life. Best life. And I'm okay. over here like, what the fuck? Do you know I'm doing this for your ass? Exactly. But anyways, um, (laughs) so I said all that, but I still ain't said nothing. You know what I mean? (laughs) So that's an ongoing battle. No, okay. You're working on it. You know, first step is admitting. (laughs) So she admitted. And you know what happens? What you do not correct, you are bound to repeat. Yes. And so they will keep happening. And that's what I noticed. Come on now, that's the word. We can always talk about, even like we talk about, when I keep saying relationships, I'm just, I'm not talking about with another mate. I'm talking about with friendships too. Why you keep getting the same people, like I said, who take, 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 and nobody ever pours back into. And the same thing with you, if you don't want, if you like, I don't want to deal with confrontation, confrontation is going to keep rising up until you learn to say something and get comfortable in that space. That's why I say it took for Epiphany Bay to, <laughs> to, to do that because it was like you cannot be in a relationship and be passive aggressive any longer. Like you are smothering mm-hmm. yourself and they're just out here doing all that and then you explode and you come off explode. looking like the crazy person because they like where the hell did all that come from? It came from all this shit I let go that I never said. Mm-hmm. And then when I said, well I did, you know, I did this, this, that, that and you didn't even notice it was like 
It's like, I didn't ask you to do that. I was like, oh, oh fuck. That's a whole other <laughs> right. thing. But then it really makes you realize you're right. Think, I said, you know what? You're absolutely correct. You didn't. And I can't <laughs> say, if I did it from the heart, I can't even say nothing about it. So it just made me think, Keisha, don't allow yourself to be put in situations where you pour and nobody pours into you and you won't have to have these conversations. So, I mean, I, I understand completely. It's all good, friend. <laughs> of your work <laughs> you know what I mean? you just you know you make it happen oh you're trying to encourage me yeah. oh, that's so sweet oh, that's so yeah. sweet because um like you said if you don't address it you will blow up or whatever you're trying to avoid will come about in some way form or fashion so we have to make sure that we are addressing these things. And, you know, you can see toxic people in your family. You can see them in your friendships. Like you said, you can even see them in the workplace. Oh, yeah. Girl. So we just have That's to make sure. <laughs> we just have to make sure. Oh, in the workplace? In the workplace. I got some toxic people in the workplace. Oh, I wish my sister was out here. Oh. <laughs> there are evil people in the workplace who purposely set out to get your ass fired. Okay. I don't think so. Shit. Yes, they are. <laughs> Oh, That's good down. that you don't experience that in your <laughs> no, 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 oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not saying that they that that doesn't happen. Oh. I'm just saying they don't purposely. Oh you know no, I mean? no, 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 no. There are some people that tap you that trigger button that you know you. Oh, can no, 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 no. Those no, no, people no. will go to HR. Yeah, oh, yeah. Purposely get you fired just because of something you did that they didn't like, Absolutely. or people that you're friends with that they don't like. Oh, petty. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. They will literally yeah. go, oh, this person's bothering me. This part, little things to get you fired. Yeah, yeah. It get real in the workplace. Mm-hmm. It's like eat or be eaten. Where y'all fucking work? I mean, I mean, I mean, not that bad, but I've seen it happen I, before. Well, Keisha may be that bad in her workplace. <laughs> Mine is not that bad, but I've seen it happen before. Yeah. Like little things, little traps they set. Yeah. I also set you up to get you out the door. Absolutely. Just Absolutely. because they don't want to, they don't want you there. They don't like you because you done talked to their little boyfriend at, up the job that they only thought was for them. They don't like you because again, you you got a promotion, this person, you and got they didn't get one. Something they felt like. <laughs> They deserved, but they did not get. So they, they felt like, like okay, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we all, all like they we all have feelings here. <laughs> <laughs> oh. They did not. Oh yeah, get. it is real in mm-hmm. in the workplace. Like that's that to me was when I realized I wasn't in college anymore. It was when I got to work and I was like just happy go lucky and my twins are like I'm not even gonna be here long and then people be show, shooting off memos you be like I just walked by the door how did I end up in this memo and then you was like oh B things gonna change like like I said eat or be eating it's, it get wow. Real. Okay. I don't. I don't experience that. that is on my everybody job. just happy and gets along and that's your job. No, <laughs> I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm saying everybody's happy. They get along. But you work from home some days, right? Some days, yeah. Okay, so that might be the other. That might eliminate that. Five days with people for eight hours a day oh is, is a lot. You know, when you have some separation. But even when I worked in the office full time. Even as, let me tell you, like even that. as a manager, like. The things that people come to me with, Petty. like just the smallest things, and it's just like, what? I'm sorry. <laughs> What's the problem again? <laughs> are we five or are we adults? Oh, that's a are we thing. all adults? What? Oh. What is this? I came in and such and such did not speak to me. Oh, and I don't girl. know why. Or she gave such and such chocolates and she did not give me any. 
What is this? <laughs> elementary. She didn't have matter? my past middle and high school. We have gone straight back to elementary. Like people Should that matter? People are like, oh, so and so didn't speak to Do you notice oh. that they don't speak to me? I said, listen, when I walk into a room, I say good morning, y'all. Whoever answers, answers. If you don't answer, I don't damn know you if you didn't answer because I said y'all and I kept moving. So at the end of the day, I'm not finna sit there and dwell on if you supposed to be or not, but shit get real like that. You like, damn. I have noticed <laughs> that it doesn't matter um, how old you are. Women, it, and it doesn't even matter, black, white, whatever, mm-hmm. but mostly black. Um, <laughs> we can't really there. work together oh, and girl. be successful. Mm-hmm. And no, we can't. Now, it's, so, it's so tragic. Now, you have to pick who you work with mm-hmm. closely. So this podcast, I know it's going to be amazing. We got different personalities, but I think we're real enough to be like, okay, I'm going to need a break from her today. Right. Yeah. Or I'm going to, you know, or let me just. This comes cool. along with years of decades of friendship, too. But being honest, like, you get on my nerves today. Yeah. Like, hello. <laughs> we had to say, Keisha, like you're being negative, Keisha. They took my negativity. Sure. They tell Keisha that all the time. That's what they said. It was me being controlling and, you know, maneuvering things. But Maneuvering things? <laughs> call it negative. It's okay. It has its different terms. Maneuvering like things. <laughs> okay, that's a nice way to put but it. Because I love women, how you feel. Women like, working alternatives together. Really back on track. Women working together is so hard. Like, um, I've, I've just experienced a lot of work relationships with women where we can't really be honest with each other. and Which is surprising because you will find that women will take back sorry-ass men <laughs> before <laughs> they take now. back a friendship. Oh, they will. Oh. They will cut that friend off oh, for life. Yeah. She's gone by. And then he'd be like... Oh, for the so, same thing. So he came back? It's like, what? Have rap? you experienced that? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? I had, and I won't completely expose that person, but I had a friend who we were friends for some years and closer in other ways. And we kicked it all the time. And all of a sudden, this person stopped communicating with me. And like, he was like, oh, you had to do something. I'm like, well, shit, so let me self-reflect. Maybe I did. (laughs) Maybe I did do something. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, and I was like, you know what? I can't come up with anything. Like, sometimes I can be an asshole, but I think I choose my friends good enough to know that y'all can either tell me, shoot me a text, or find me on a better day where you feel like you can talk to me. But this didn't happen. She just stopped talking. So at that point, I was like, you know what, Keisha? Be the bigger person. Reach out. and give you three times. I text, no response. (laughs) I call, no answer. I got forwarded actually. <laughs> so I left. Yeah. So I left a voicemail because I'm like, there's no way you're gonna tell me you didn't get this phone call. <laughs> so that was the sex time. Third time I called and left a message and text. I was like, it was all. I said, you know what? We're not gonna keep doing this. I, I can only give you what I have, which is to say, hey, did I offend you in some type of way? I got nothing to this day. We have not communicated in three years. Wow. Going on three years. I still don't know what the hell I did. I, if I did anything. I don't know if I did anything. I don't know if it was a bad time. I just don't know. And I'm just kind of like, at that point, I was like, it's amazing to me. Because I, that person in particular, I have seen take back several sorry ass men. And yet here we are. Our friendship's supposed to be so bomb. And we can't even talk about if I offended you or not. And that's why I became really particular about my friends. Like, my circle is small, but my circle is real. Like, if y'all, like you said, y'all told me I was negative. If your friend can't tell you negative and you say I was controlling and fix it, 
then we can't be friends. But let me tell y'all about Keisha and her circle. Keisha. <laughs> and I don't know what point she realized that she had to start doing this, but Keisha likes to have friends. And she likes to put them together. And sometimes <laughs> all of them oh, mesh together. And they do not mesh They don't together. mesh together, okay? I've learned so. that now. And I have to fill people out. Because I feel like anybody can take me. If you're my mm. friend, and you can take me into any one of your environments, and I will adapt. I'm a chameleon. Same. Yeah, I'm a chameleon. Me too. I'm exactly Kinda. the same. And I assume. <laughs> Let's be real. So <laughs> I assume that all my friends were like that. So it didn't even dawn on me that that's not the case till it exploded and completely went left. Then I was like, okay, well, you can't do that shit again. See, on the surface, <laughs> on the surface, if I'm put in, because I've been in a room with one of Keisha's friends and I did not like her. And on the surface, <laughs> things were cool. You know, I'm not going to ever be disrespectful or cause any type of confrontation. But I did let Keisha know I don't really fuck with her like that. Um, that's just that's just not gonna be somebody I want to hang out with. So got it. Yeah. So I'm glad that you were able to come to the realization <laughs> that um your circle. I I don't need to to be included yeah. in some of those things. No, I I get it. You you learn people's behaviors and learn you know where they are. You have friends for different things. Um, I choose my friends. They usually have all around friends. Like I could travel. With my majority of my friends, you know, go out. We can go to, you know, professional places, ghetto places. Professional places. Um, ghetto places. Yes, ghetto hood places. You know, get up her ratchet city girls. And then we can, um, <laughs> we can just do multiple things. But I have to also realize I have friends that are for certain categories. So I did learn that coming into my 30s. So it's a beautiful thing. But ultimately, for your mental health, and the moral of this is to definitely remove those toxic things we definitely focused on people but it's not always people sometimes it's things sometimes it's in your workplace sometimes it's in your home but ultimately to combat that is to rid those people and don't feel bad because they happen to be a family member if they toxic they ask got to go even <laughs> if it's your kids okay. even, even, <laughs> even if it's your kids okay they gotta go they're out here well on that note and one more important thing it is okay to get help it is okay oh, to yeah. speak to someone. Absolutely. And don't think that just because you're talking to a therapist that it means that you're crazy. Mm-hmm. In our community, we have to get rid of that stigma. Yeah, and we want to make sure that everybody is self-reflecting, we're addressing our traumas, and we're getting help. Absolutely. Okay. So, Absolutely. hey, on that note, I want you to, what can it be reach us at, Keisha? Come Instagram, on. follow us at Ace of Shade Podcast for all your updates on episodes and all the wonderful things we have coming up. And we are your hosts. I'm Keisha. This I'm, is Shantis. Oh, I'm Ashley. Talk to you later. Hey, Bye. Peace.